Good morning, good morning, and happy Sabbath. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know what you came to do this morning, but I came to praise the Lord because the Lord is truly worthy to be praised this morning because we're not, God is not in the entertainment business, but he's in the soul changing business this morning. So we want you to, we just want to welcome you to the Tabernacle of Praise. We want you just to share a page this morning and save a life, share this good news of salvation to someone who is languishing. We just want to want to just welcome you this morning. Just give us a wave this morning. Just let us know that you're, that you're out there that you're worshiping with us, say happy Sabbath, and just greet greet your brothers and sisters in Christ this morning. God is truly going to bless us as, uh, as we worship him today. It's prayer time right now. Good morning, good morning, and a happy Sabbath to you all. Good morning, good morning, and happy Sabbath to you all. Um, this morning, I just want to let you know that sometimes you have, you know, very important people in our lives who we try to call them. And, and when we call them, sometimes you get voicemail. But I'm happy this morning that when we call Jesus, the telephone line on heaven, we never ever get a voicemail. You know, the Bible reminds us that, you know, before we call, God will answer. And while we yet speak, he hears. And so this morning, this morning, I just wanna pray with you all. So wherever you are, whatever situation you are this morning, just know that God is a prayer answering God. Amen. Let us pray. Loving God and our Father, this morning, oh God, we, our hearts is bursting with joy and thanksgiving. God, we thank you, Lord, for that today we, we receive a new mercy, mercies that we have never received before. We thank you this morning, oh God, that we are here in the midst of the land of the living. Oh God, we could have been in the, in the mark this morning, but thank be to God, we are here. So God, this morning, oh God, I wanna thank you for the joy that you have given us. I pray God that this morning, the joy that we have in our heart, I pray that it will reflect your love, oh God. I pray God that the joy that we experience, oh God, in this life, it will be, oh God, manifested in, it will be manifest, oh God, through your goodness. And so God, I want to thank you, oh God, this morning also 
for 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 the fact that oh god we we can come on this platform oh god to just lift your name up and high god this morning lord i just want to put before you oh god those among us oh god who 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 have faced situation that they have never planned before unexpected situation god some have faced unexpected job loss unexpected death unexpected um loss of a marriage God, I pray, Lord, that whatever the unexpected situation is, if it is not your will, oh God, that we should have gone through this, I pray, God, that you will reverse it at this moment. I pray, God, for those, oh God, who are, who are sick this morning, who, who are in need of some assistance, who are in need of some kind of help. I pray, God, that at this moment that your hand of healing, oh God, will reach down from heaven and touch that individual, oh God, who is on the, his sick bed this morning. I don't know the situation. I don't know if it's a cancer disease. I don't know what it is, but God, I pray that you will touch somebody this morning who is, who is sick in their health, oh God. Lord, I also want to thank you, oh God, for, 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 for our church. God, I want to thank you for, 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 for instituting, oh God, this, this institution on earth where your name can be called. And I thank you, oh God, for leadership in the church. God, I thank you for our pastors, not only our pastor here, oh God, but every single pastor. I want to pray for pastors of different denominations, pastors of different states, pastors in different countries. God, I want to pray especially for our pastor, Pastor Jonathan Fields, oh God. Lord, I pray at this moment that you'll give him a special unction. God, I pray that you'll pour out in him this morning a double portion of your Holy Spirit. And I pray, God, that the message that will be preached today, oh God, it will not be a normal message. I pray that this sermon, oh God, will not be just another ordinary sermon. But I pray, God, that as he preaches your word this morning, oh God, it will pierce in our hearts. It will cut away every impurity. It will cut away, oh God, every inappropriate thoughts. It will cut away every self-interest and everything that rises up against God. I pray, Lord, that the message, oh God, this morning, it will bring us, oh God, new hope, oh God. It will bring us... Oh God, it will revive us. Oh God, it will it will give us a new spirit. Oh God, I pray God that your words, oh God, this morning, it will uplift us. God, I pray also for our little children, oh God, the ones who you have given us. Oh God, you see as they ventured out to school, this school year, regardless of the pandemic, oh God, some is online, some is going back. I pray, God, that you will keep them safe. I pray, God, that you will build an edge of protection around them. God, I pray that everyone, oh Lord, who is in the hearing of my voice, I don't know what situation they're going through. I don't know if it's a financial problem. I don't know if it's a health problem. I don't know what it is, but God, we know that we are living in a broken world. And we know, oh God, that we all have some kinds of issues. And so, God, we know also that we have burdens, oh God, burdens sometimes that we can't even bear. And so we, we trust and know that you are our burden bearer. And this morning, oh God, we ask that you will just take our problem, oh God. Take the burden. We give it to you, oh God. And so, and so oh God, we trust and we know, oh God, that 
Today is a day of rejoicing, and we trust and know, oh God, that this day is a day of blessing, and it's a day, oh God, in which we can have boldness and confidence in you. So God, this morning, take us in charge, take our service in charge, oh God, and Lord, if we do not meet in this fashion here on earth again, I pray, God, that we will meet, oh God, on the sea of glass, when sin shall be no more. And sickness and death, oh God, will be vanished away. Thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus. Thank you for the hope that we have in your words. And God, we know, oh God, that the thought that you have for us is thoughts, oh God, of good and not evil. And we know, oh God, through the life of Jesus, your thoughts and your plans for us. So God, be with us this morning. Forgive us of our sins, O oh God, that we have sinned knowingly, and forgive us of our sins that we have sinned not knowingly. This is my prayer with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name I pray and I say thanks. Amen and amen. Happy Sabbath, everyone. And I want to um, talk to you today about stewardship and stewardship and what it is and uh, give you some inspiration to follow God, do the absolute best that you can. Um, stewardship involves our time, talent, temple, and treasure. It is the dedication of our entire lives to God. So uh, for example, we want to use our time to glorify God. Whatever we do, we want to do it as if we're in the presence of God. We want to develop our talents to glorify God. So instead of um, just doing like a little bit, go as far as you can in your, in your field. Do, um, if you need more education, go get the education. You need to do some self-study, do that. Um, and also is eating, drinking, and moving to the glory, glory of God. We want to make sure that we keep our, keep our bodies clean and pure and make sure that we are staying as healthy as we possibly can so that if we do come by any illness, our body will be strong enough to fight it off. And then the last part of stewardship, but not the least, is developing our treasures to God. Everything that we own, God has given to us. So we dedicate it back to God. And that includes returning our tithes and offerings. And so we welcome all of those who are listening to us um, that if you don't have a place where you are supporting the cause of God, we welcome you to support the cause of God with us. And we'll share with you after this message how you can do that. So, and as a result of your faithfulness, God has given us some promises. And so I'm going to share two thoughts with you. One is by way of a poem. And it's the name of the poem is God Moves in Mysterious Ways. And I'll read it to you as if God is speaking directly to you, because indeed, he is always speaking directly to you. I move in mysterious ways, my wonders to perform. I plant my footsteps in your sea of problems and ride upon your storms. Deep in unfathomable, unfathomable minds of never failing skill, I treasure up my bright designs and work my sovereign will. You fearful saints, fresh carriage take. The clouds you so much dread are big with my mercy as you break in blessings on your head. Judge not me by your feeble sense, but trust me for my grace. Behind your frowning providence, I hide a smiling face. My purposes will ripen fast, unfolding every hour. The bud may have a bitter taste, but sweet will be the flower. Your blind unbelief is sure to err and scan my work in vain. I am my own interpreter and I will make it plain. In his time, God will make it plain. This is a difficult time in times of the COVID-19 um, and times of civil unrest. 
in times of political defiance and destructive behavior. It's difficult. Some people are dealing with it better than others. But I want to share one more thought with you, and this is straight from God's Bible. It's a paraphrase story. This, thought, this uh, story is about Elijah. He had been cooling out by the um, brook Cherith after he ran away from um, Jezebel. He was afraid of her. So he, and the Lord took care of him. Even in his fear, God took care of him. But at some point, God said, okay, that's enough here. I have another spot for you. I want you to travel to Zarephath to a widow. Now, there was other widows in Zarephath, but God had one I already picked out. And I always wondered why. And I think you'll see as we go by why he picked her. So he traveled and he gets to where this um, widow of Zarephath was. And she was out getting some water. He said to her, will you get me some water? And she said, okay. Now that's her first clue right there. He asked for something. She was very um, generous by nature. And so then he asked her and Anne, I want you to fix me a little food to eat. And she was like, well, wait a minute now. I only have enough of, you know, we in this family, you know, we don't have any food. I only have enough for me and my son. So uh, we're going to die after we do that. I'm not for sure I have enough. But he said to her something. He said, well, listen, you feed me and your water and bread will be sure. God will not fail you. Already God had a promise ready for her. Already he had prepared the way for her. Already God had taken care of her. Her needs was already taken care of. So she didn't have to worry about giving the little bit away that she had because God had already in store for her some great stuff. So she, she did. She went ahead and she did. That's the second clue is that she was submissive. She would do what God had told her to do. Now, this widow of Zarephath, if she wasn't a priest, it doesn't say that she had any great religious training. But what it does say is that she had generosity and she had the willingness to do what God told her to do. And she followed through and did it. And as a result, other people were suffering through the famine, but she did not suffer. She continued on and her water and her bread was sure. Today, we can trust God. We don't have to be afraid of anything. Whatever your needs are, they are already taken care of. God has already put it on the heart of somebody to give you some money, to uh, provide some food for you, to provide shelter for you. So let's not worry. Let's keep our eyes stay, our eyes and mind stayed upon Jesus. Let's do what he has asked us to do. The little things, take care of your time, take care of your talents, be faithful with your temple. Return back to God, the treasure that he's returned to you and share with others beside. It's not just a matter of tithing offering. It's also sharing with other people who are in need who may be just a little bit worse off than you are. So at this point, we're going to look at our, um, how to give. Again, it's not required that you're a member of our church for you to reap the blessings of God. You can be anybody out there who want to help somebody else. And so we want you to, um, you can return or, or contribute to God's cause back through Cash App. And the address for that is dollar sign, top T-O-P, giving or adventistgiving.org, or if you are a member, you can mail it directly to the treasurer. You guys have a great day. Be blessed. And we're so I'm so grateful that God has brought you through this pandemic week, this week of turmoil, this political unrest and social injustice unrest, but he's giving you peace that passes understanding. God is always with you. Make this a great day. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Carol, for encouraging us 
to be faithful to God, to know that God will take care of us. Well, you know, we're just coming up to that most important time, the time where we're getting ready to dine at the banquet table. Our pastor is fired up and ready to go full of the Holy Spirit. And our after this is a very special time because he's extra excited today because I understand that they have getting, had an expansion to their family this week. Their first grandbaby, he has a, a grandson and uh, his name is TJ, I understand. It's six pounds, six ounces, I think 18 inches long. So I know he's very excited today. And so we just wanna congratulate them on their new grandchild. Amen. So at this time, after our special music given to us by Sister Beverly Stewart Anderson singing that all important song, The Blood, that will never, never lose its power. The next voice we'll hear will be that of our pastor, Pastor Tabernacle of Praise, Pastor Jonathan Fields, hear ye him. Oh, 
Amen. Amen again. Thank you so much, Sister Beverly, for that song selection. The blood, that blood, it still reaches to the highest mountain. The blood, the blood. Thank you so much, um, Sister Beverly. Truly a blessing. Um, we praise God for your ministry. We thank God for you. Um, I'm just so excited again, as Elder Harris uh, mentioned. I'm just jumping in myself right now. I'm um, just praising God for it. First of all, just another Sabbath um, to be able to come and worship um, on this beautiful platform. It is truly um, an, an, an awesome experience um, to be able to come before the Lord in this manner. Um, but exactly as he mentioned, um, uh, my grandson is here. Our, our grandson is here. We thank God for your prayers. Um, TJ, uh, with just a bundle, a bundle of joy. Amen. And so we thank God for all your prayers and thank God for all of your well wishes. And um, we're just so excited um, that we're able to hold him and love on him and, um, and just spend this time with him. We thank God for you. Um, and I also want to just send a special shout out to all of our birthdays, um, those that are selling birthdays um, in this month. Um, I want to give a special shout to Sister Ruby um, Smith all the way <clears throat> In the sip, amen, we praise God for you, celebrating your birthday on today. Um, and so we thank God for you. And we're also thanking God for all of those that are having their anniversaries, um, celebrating anniversaries. Um, we just praise God uh, for this time and this season. Um, and these are difficult times, my brothers and sisters, and I am well aware of that. Uh, being a new pastor in the area and um, wanting to be able to get out and connect with everyone and be able to just sit at your table and um, just fellowship with you. Um, but these, these times here that we're in, um, they present us with such a great challenge. But I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to continue um, to stay faithful to God, continue even in the midst of this pandemic. I cannot stress it enough um, that you don't let this situation stop you from being faithful to God with your giving, with your time, with your talents, amen. Um, we just want to just let God know that even in the midst of a pandemic, um, our love, our relationship with him cannot, will not, and shall not be affected. There is nothing can separate us from the love of God. And so uh, we just want to encourage you today to be remain faithful, to stay encouraged, um, and know that God is still on the throne. Amen. Amen. Um, again, we just want to just continue to worship God in the spirit of beauty and holiness. Um, I do want to offer a special word of prayer. There are some individuals. Uh, we've been praying for them all morning. We prayed. Uh, for them early this morning when I met with the elders, we prayed with them during Sabbath school. And I just want to take this opportunity also to just offer up a special word of prayer um, uh, for um, a good friend of mine, Sister Carol um, Houston. Amen. Uh, we want to lift her up in prayer who's having health challenges. Um, we also want to pray for um, our deacon, um, um, Deacon Carl, who cuts the grass. Um, at our church, amen. We want to lift him up in prayer who's having health challenges. We also want to pray for Elder George Dennis, um, who is also having health 
challenges this morning. And also, I believe it's Sister Anna. Uh, I believe it's Anna whose uh, mom is having surgery today. Uh, we want to lift her up in prayer today as well. Um, so at this time, before I get into the word, before we read our scripture, um, if we can just bow our heads for a word of prayer um, at this time. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you once again for this privilege and this opportunity that you have granted us to come before you. As always, we deem this time special, holy, um, that you will even see fit to allow us, oh God, to be a part of this awesome service today. Um, we take nothing for granted. And so as we gather, oh God, we ask your Holy Spirit to be upon us to move through us, have your way, do what needs to be done. Uh, forgive us of our sins, oh God, we pray. As I lift up in a very special way, oh God, Sister Curl and uh, um, Deacon, oh God, and um, Elder George Dennis and Anna, her mom. Um, Lord, you know their situation, you know their concerns, you know what's ailing them. Uh, we also want to lift up, even at this time, Father God, um, the guiding family. Uh, we pray for them as well, oh Lord. Um, just do what you do, oh God, in the midst of all of this confusion, um, in the midst of all of this craziness. Lord, Father God, show us that you are still there. Let us know, oh God, that you are still there while we believe and we trust in you and we cling to you, uh, Father God, we just look for you to do a great work in the lives of your people. So we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, it is indeed an honor to come before you as always um, to be able to just share a word from the Lord with you. Um, and there is a word. I believe that there is a word from the Lord. I've been chewing on this thing. I've been I'm praying on this thing. I talked to my wife, amen, and uh, I just said, you know, there is a word today, and I believe if you have a friend, if there was somebody you haven't connected with, you need to share this link. You need to, if you're on Facebook, you need to start your watch parties. I'm telling you, this word today is the word for you for such a time as this. This is what you need um, in these last days, so you want to share this link call your friends, tell your friends, say, this is where you need to be. Um, I thank God for the, the message. I thank God for um, using me. Amen. Um, I always uh, have to just share my little story. Um, I know uh, many have stories, but I am, I, you know, I shouldn't be here. And every chance I get, uh, I want the world to know that I am here because of the goodness of God. That is nothing that I've done, nothing that I obtained, nothing that I acquired. Um, it's only because of the goodness of God that I am here today. And I give him all praise, honor, and glory, for he is truly an amazing God. I know we all have a story. We all have um, testimonies. But the truth of the matter is, um, you can't tell it like I can tell it. Come on, somebody, uh, what the Lord has done for me. Listen, I want to just get right into this word today. I'm not going to be before you long. I'm a, I'm like the Marines right now, although I was in the United States Navy, but I'm going to jump on the Marine band today. I'm going to get in and get out and get on with my life, amen, uh, so that you can do the same. But if you have your Bibles with you, if you have your Bibles with you, if you can turn with me, if you can turn with me to the book of Matthew the book of Matthew chapter 12, um, the book of Matthew chapter 12. I just want to read a couple of passages um, with you um, because, you know, this is a very, this is a very important book here, a very powerful book. Uh, Matthew chapter 12, very powerful chapter here. Um, this chapter right here is 
um, broken up into at least three sections. Amen. Um, when you read this passage here, um, when you read Matthew chapter 12, um, you see that it's broken up into at least three sections. Um, the first section is um, dealing with Jesus and the Pharisees. Um, there are some issues going on there. And then you have another section here where you have Jesus and prophecy. Jesus is dealing with prophecies. And the, again, there are some issues going on there. And then the last part um, of um, J um, J uh, Matthew chapter 12 is Jesus is dealing and his family. But we're not going to deal with all three of those today. Uh, we're not going to deal with all three of those, but we're going to deal with uh, a, a portion of Jesus and the Pharisees because there are some issues that are going on in that section right there, at least three issues that are, uh, uh, Jesus is dealing with. Number one, there are some issues, some conflict issues. There is a Sabbath conflict issue when you read uh, uh, Matthew chapter 12, that first section there um, is dealing with Jesus. Um, and the um, conflict of the Sabbath, you know, the Pharisees, they have the issues with Jesus healing on the Sabbath. And then there is another conflict um, that we'll be looking at as well, uh, uh, that we will be looking at, um, and that is the conflict of his source. Um, they claim the Pharisees, again, they got issues with Jesus. Um, they claim that Jesus's source of power is from Beelzebub, amen? Um, and then there's the last um, conflict that Jesus is dealing with um, in this passage, and that is the issue with signs. Again, the Pharisees, they're coming for Jesus' life again. Um, they say, Jesus, give us a sign, and Jesus has to direct them to Jonah and Nineveh. He has to let them know that the only sign that you will receive is the sign of Jonah. And so there are some issues going on there, but we're not going to deal with all three of those, uh, three of those either. Uh, I was directed to the middle to the middle of Matthew chapter 12, uh, right here in the middle, there are 50 verses here um, in this here chapter, and I was directed right in the middle of it. Um, and so we wanna pick up this passage right around chapter uh, 12 of uh, Matthew verse 22, and just wanna read um, on down to maybe about 30 or so. And it reads, then there was one brought to him who was demon possessed, blind and mute, and he healed him so that the blind man and mute man both spoke and saw. And all the multitudes were amazed and said, could this be the son of David? Now, when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself um, will not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? Verse 27 says, and if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. Uh, but if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Uh, how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder, I mean, bind the strong man, and then he will plunder his house? Verse 30 He who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. I want to direct your attention back um, to verse 24, um, where it says that now when the Pharisees heard it, 
they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. Today, I want us to just talk briefly about um, their name calling, their name calling. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you so much for this opportunity that you have given us. Um, as we speak by word, we ask you to speak to us and through us. Uh, again, into your hands, I commend my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I remember when I was a child um, growing up, there were some games and sometimes there was some name calling that, that used to take place. Now, I know a lot of us, we're looking at name calling as though, um, we, you know, we're talking about people, but that's not um, the direction that we want to go in today. Uh, or what we're looking at here in this passage here in Matthew chapter 12 um, uh, is, is some, some issues where people, uh, the Pharisees, have with Jesus. Now, let me just bag up real quick and just kind of just walk us through this um, as we lay the foundation of um, lay the foundation of um, what we're dealing with today. Um, we see here in Matthew chapter 12 where um, a demon-possessed man was brought to Jesus. Now, we have to understand that this man was mute. Um, he was blind and he was mute, meaning that he could not speak and he could not see. Uh, this, 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 this man uh, was blind, he was mute, and not only that, but the Bible says that he was demon-possessed. So he wasn't just uh, possessed, but he was demon-possessed. In other words, there was another spirit that took over his body and took over his mind, which did not allow this man to have access to do um, what he wanted to do uh, and, and what he wanted to you know, uh, achieve. And so there was something controlling him, something that was pushing him, something that was moving him. Another spirit had control over him. And so they brought this young man to Jesus so Jesus can heal him. And I like what Jesus did when he took the man in, when he healed the man, the Bible says that he healed him so that now the blind and mute man was able to speak and he was able to see. One thing that I want us to understand, my brothers and sisters, as we dive into this passage today, is that whenever Jesus healed, it was never just on a physical level only. Uh, but Jesus didn't only heal uh, physically, but he also healed spiritually. Somebody listening to me today needs to understand that you may be able to see physically, but there are some blindness going on in your life. There, 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 there are some things going on in your life uh, uh, spiritually that is hindering you from drawing closer <clears throat> to the Lord. It's easy for us to live our lives and to walk with our natural eyesight, but when we talk about seeing things spiritually, it puts us in a whole new playing field. So this young man was able to see now not only physically, but spiritually, and not only that, but the Bible says that he was able to now speak, speak, speak. Not only was he speaking physically, but now he's able to speak more spiritual. And I believe, my brothers and sisters, as we look at this passage and as we lay the foundation of our topic today, that there are some things, that there are some times when we find ourselves, or sometimes people may find themselves in a situation where they're not speaking the truth of God, they're not seeing the word of God, or seeing the truth of God, and we're just going through life haphazard. 
my brothers and sisters, this is this is this is this is a, a, a where we are right now. This is this is this is where the Pharisees uh, are now taking up an issue uh, with Jesus. This is this is where they are right now, and, and and so now Jesus has healed the man, and you would think uh, uh, that 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 the multitude would have been excited, but 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 here we see even in the multitude that there were that they were amazed at the fact that this young man who was not only blind and mute but not only was he that but he was also demon possessed now functioning like a normal human being uh, I, I i don't know about you but but you know i'm so glad that Jesus is the type of person that he is. That even when we don't understand him, it doesn't stop him from doing uh, what he knows that he needs to do in our lives. And so the children, the multitude, those that were there, the Bible says they were amazed at what just happened to the point that where they even asked the question, and there it is right here in verse 24, verse 24, where it says, this fellow does not, I, I'm sorry, let me, let me back up verse verse 23 and all the multitudes were amazed and said could this be the son of David which lets me know that these were learned folk Let, lets me know that these were individuals who understood scripture who knew about scripture for them to uh, uh, call Jesus uh, 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 the, uh, uh, the son of David which lets me know that there is some learned folk in the audience this is the first time we see here in this passage where they're now name calling, where they're now giving Jesus a title, giving Jesus a name, uh, uh, putting something on Jesus. And my brothers and sisters, we have to be careful. We have to be careful that we don't allow people to put stuff on us, to name call us. You know about name dropping, amen? But we're talking about name calling, not calling people out of their names. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about calling people bad names, but we're talking about putting stuff on people that is not on them. I'm so thankful that when they brought this demon-possessed man to Jesus, the Bible says that he was demon-possessed, he was mute, and he was blind. But I'm so glad that while they name-called him, that Jesus saw something else. Just like when Jesus looked at us, he sees something else. It amazes me sometimes how people will put stuff on you, will name-call you, will label you, will put you in a category that God did not intend for you to be it, it, it amazes me and i say amazes me because you i'm not talking about folk outside the church i'm talking about learned folk i'm talking about people even who are in the church sometimes we get so caught up in our own christianity and our own self-righteousness i know get mad i know i'm sorry but the truth must be told the truth has to be told and the truth of the matter is if it's not told then we'll continue to live life as though everything is good everything is okay and everything is not good and everything is not okay because we are name calling we're putting labels on people you may have had somebody call you today that put a label on you you may have had somebody text you this week that put a label on you you may have had somebody to try to speak some stuff in your life that is not a part of God's plan. And I want to bring it to your members right here, right now. I'll bring it to your mindset right here, right now, that even Jesus was name called. 
Even they tried to put stuff on him. It's right here in the text. It's right there where Jesus healed the young man. Jesus cast out the demonic spirit. Jesus gave the young man eyesight, gave the young man the ability to speak. Amen. And you would think that people would just be so excited, so awesome, you know, just, just so. It seemed like a praise party would have broke out right there. You would have thought that there would have been some tambourines shaking. You would have thought that B3 Hammond would have kicked in. You would have thought that everybody just would have just went into a nice little praise break because this young man who was bound by this demonic spirit, who was bound by the inability to speak, who was bound by the inability to see, now he's able to see, now he's able to speak, now he's able to be free, and you would have thought that the people would have been excited at the fact that we have just won one for God and got one from the enemy. But it amazes me how we don't get excited when Jesus saves, when Jesus set the captives free. We name call. Now they're name calling Jesus. Now they're saying, Jesus, this must be the result of Beelzebub. There is no way possible that you can be healing people with this amount of authority unless you have the power of Beelzebub. There is no way you can cast out a demon unless you use another demon. Well, my brothers and sisters, if I can put you on notice, if I can just help you out right here, right now, that Jesus has all power, all authority, and that it is he that gives the demonic spirits the ability to even be a demonic spirit. That's right. I said it. I know. I know. I know. I know. We don't like to dive off into a, a, a spiritualism, but the truth of the matter is the only only reason the demons exist today is because of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand me or misquote me on that because I want to make it very clear that Jesus did not create devils. Hallelujah. You have to go back to the beginning. Now, I'm not going to take you there. I'm going to let you do your own homework. But you know the story about the fall and the war in heaven. You need to go back there and then you can Build, build your case there. But see, I know different. I know the difference. I know that God has given us the power over the enemy. And so they name calling. They tried to put something on him that did not belong on him. They tried to put him in a suit that didn't fit. They tried to put shoes on him that didn't fit. They tried to place something on him that did not belong on him. And my brothers and sisters, if I can put a pen right there, because there are too many of us out there when that people have spoken stuff on us, and instead of us rebuking it, instead of us kicking it to the curb, we have received it. We have taken that thing on to the point that we become depressed, to the point that where we our self-esteem has fallen. Because we are believing what other people say versus what God says. And I'm so glad that Jesus set the tone right here in this passage because he shares with them, if a house is divided amongst itself, how can it stand? In other words, if I'm using Beelzebub to cast out demons, then how in the world can the Beelzebub kingdom stand? My brothers and sisters, we cannot allow the enemy anymore to label us. We cannot allow the enemy anymore to put stuff on us. No more shall we receive information from the evil one. I am not defined by a manila envelope. I am not defined by a GE score. I am not defined by my GPA. I am not defined by the, by the section of my neighborhood, my zip 
code or my area code. I'm not defined by those things. I am defined by the name of Jesus Christ. It is Jesus who has given me what I have. I may live in a bad neighborhood, but that doesn't mean I am a bad person. I may not live on the high side of society, but that doesn't mean that I'm no more important or any less important than the next person because at the foot of the cross is level. We have to stop people from name calling us, from putting stuff on us. And now, well, while, 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 while they may name call, uh, while, while they may do all of those things, my brothers and sisters, we have to understand that it is God and God alone that has the final say, that it is he and he by himself. It is only him that we answer to. We take our cues from God. So they name called him. They said it must be the fact that he has the power. Uh, uh, he has the he he uses a uh, 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 Beelzebub to cast out these demons. Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Which I must say, I am uh, 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 that if if, G, if if Jesus is using Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Well, you know. If that is the case, which we know clearly that is not the case, it's, as Jesus stated, it doesn't make sense to cast out demons by Beelzebub because the kingdoms can't stand. You know, many that I've heard this before, a house divided uh, against itself cannot stand. A house divided cannot stand. And that is so true. That is so true. Uh, uh, but the Pharisees, they go on a little further, but I liked how Jesus dealt with them. Uh, 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 Jesus said he knew their thoughts. He knew their thoughts and he said to them, every kingdom divided against itself brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. My brothers and sisters, it can't work. It cannot work. When people come at you, when people begin to try to categorize, you have to let them know that this is not the work of God. When people began to label you, when people began to put stuff on you that you know for sure that this is not the will of God, you have to say this is not God's plan. We have to break the enemy's stronghold over our lives. That's what Jesus did. Jesus had to put the Pharisees in check. Jesus had to let the Pharisees know that this right here is not about a, 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 a Beelzebub, but this is my father. This is my father's doing. Jesus had to lay the foundation. Jesus had to take the Pharisees back to school. Uh, all through Jesus's ministry, that's all he did pretty much with the Pharisees was take them to school because they have been in this thing for so long. They have all the answers. They know exactly uh, the way this thing should be because they've been in it for such a long time. And that could be it, my brothers and sisters. They've been in it for such a long time. But at the end of the day, Jesus had to remind them. Jesus had to simply share with them that if you're not with me, then you are against me. 
My brothers and sisters, there are people that we are close to, people that we are that 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 we deem uh, a family, and, and and they're good friends, and that and then and, and and it seems like that 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 no matter how you try uh, to show your faith and share your faith, they name call you. You know, I had that happen to me this week as I was preparing this message. It was like the light came on. You know, sometimes God had to take you through something to get your attention. I know, I know, I know. Sometimes God has to allow you to go through some things in order to get your attention. And God has been speaking to me about this issue for quite some time. Now, the truth of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't have a problem when God takes me through uh, these type of scenarios to get my attention. Because this just lets me know that this is exactly something that needs to be said. People, we're living in a time where it is very important that we don't lose our footing. Now, I've been talking about this for about a year now. Now, you know, love, love John. John's mission was to preach repentance. But you know, my brothers and sisters, while we're preaching repentance, we're also preaching don't lose your footing. Don't allow the enemy to come along and talk you out of your salvation. Don't allow the enemy to come along and put something on you or play something in you that don't belong there. These are crucial times that we're living in. These are perilous times that we're living in. There are some things going on right around us that we're not even aware of. There are some issues that are being take, that are taking place right now, some stuff that is going on right now that we're not even aware of, that we're not able to see right now. But God is saying, don't give up. This is, a, this is a message of encouragement today. This is, this is, this is not a shouting message, if, if, if you will. This is a bringing you to, to the realization that there are people out there and their main purpose is to inject you with some type of negativity to get you to a place where your salvation is compromised. And we find ourselves now developing attitudes. We define, We find ourselves now finding ourselves developing uh, 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 negativity. Uh, uh, and now we're thinking and we're pondering and we're wondering if what they said is true. If what they said really isn't, isn't really true, because now we have allowed this thing to fester in our thinking. My brothers and sisters, you have to shut that down. We have to turn that off. Don't let people speak stuff into you that is not of God. And you have to learn how to pray for yourself. Because we're getting into that time and place, my brothers and sisters. Well, while we're out of our churches and we're online, what's going to happen when this shuts down? Many of us are thirsty and hungry right now. We have to get back in our building. I've heard my members, and I hear you. I want you to know I hear you. And we're talking about some things. I want you to know that. I want you to know that we hear you. But if we can run with the footmen, what are we going to do when the horsemen get here? And I get it. I really do. I get it. I love fellowship. I feel like a right now, I feel like a fish out of water. 
But at the end of the day, we have to make sure that our faith is intact and that we are standing solid on the solid rock I stand and that all other ground is sinking sand. We have to make sure that our faith is intact. And even if I have to stay in this house until Jesus comes, then in the house I'll be. But if Jesus is moving in another direction and says, okay, now it's time to get back into our, our, our worship setting. Now it's time. We can't be so locked in to this when we are afraid to move forward. You know, that was the problem that Israel had. And I preached on that a few weeks ago. They were so comfortable with Egypt where when God said it's time to go to the Canaan, and they ran into some obstacles, they wishing they were back in Egypt. I don't want to become so comfortable nowhere except for in the presence of God. And if I have to make a shift or a change, then I must shift and change with Jesus. And that's where I pray that my family, Tabernacle of Praise, you're ready to go that, in that direction, that whichever way Jesus moved, I'm ready. Even if I don't understand it, I'm moving because Jesus said move. That's faith. Oh, yeah, that's faith. That's real faith. See, faith isn't something that we can see. I, 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 it makes sense to me. So therefore, I move or I act upon it because I understand it. Now, I'll, I must say that there is a thing, uh, 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 some, some call it blind faith. Now, faith, you can't see. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's faith. Amen. And so when we talk about blind faith and moving by faith and trusting God, even though I don't understand God, that simply means just that. I'm trusting him even if it don't make sense. But because I believe that this is the move of God over my life. Now, I must say, and I have to say this. Because we're living in a time where everybody has a belief system. Oh, I know I'm going to get in trouble with this one. Everybody has a belief system. And God speaks to everybody. And I believe that wholeheartedly. That God speaks to all of his children. And God may be speaking to one saying one thing and speaking to somebody else and saying another thing. But just because God is not speaking to you. The same way he's speaking to the person over there doesn't mean that what God is saying to you isn't valid or isn't true. We have to understand that God works in mysterious ways. That's all I'm saying. We cannot allow the enemy to name call us anymore. We cannot allow that. It is too crucial and it's too valuable. I'm going to end with this right here. I just said it a moment ago. He who is not, verse 30, he who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. My brothers and sisters, I don't want to scatter abroad. I don't want to, I don't want to scatter abroad. I want to gather with Jesus. I want to bring those in that Jesus is bringing in. I want to be able to talk to those that God wants to bring into this faith. I want to be able to bring them in. I want to be that vessel. I don't want to stand in the way of what God is trying to do. I hope you hear me. I don't want to stand in the way of what God is trying to do. God is wanting to do some, some new and innovative things in this time that we're in. 
And it's challenging because of this COVID. It's challenging because of the time that we're in. But we have to understand it was challenging for the disciples. It was challenging for them to see a man walk on water, something that has never happened before. It was challenging for them to see a dead man come to life. It was challenging. Those were some challenging times. In those times, we are simply modern day Bible characters. That's what we are. God has not changed. God is still trying to save the lost by any means necessary, even if it means him losing his life. My brothers and sisters, I pray that something was said here today that opened up your understanding and opened up your spirit and opened up your mind that will cause you now to move forward with the master's plan. Because he that has begun a good work in you is faithful to bring it to the end. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father, and our Savior, and our God, again, we thank you once again um, for such a time as this. I thank you, Father, for all that you've done and all that you're doing. The enemy is playing for keep. The enemy is inflicting stuff on your children, oh God. He's having them thinking all kinds of stuff with our government, with our society, and it's almost like, who do we believe? Who do we turn to? It seems like there's just so much happening right now. But Father, we believe and know that you are still in control and that you are still at the helm. So we're asking you now that as we continue to move forward, solidify us, forgive us of all of our sins. Bless us and keep us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Praise the Lord once again, Pastor, for that encouraging word today. Don't let anybody define you. We are children of the King. Amen. You listen to the news today, you can get discouraged, but we're so happy that our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. So we're not trusting anything else but Jesus. Praise the Lord. And we just have to continue to spread that good news of salvation. Thank you once again, Pastor. And we just have a few announcements today. We just want to let you know that our youth Sabbath school class will be at 1.30 today. And our, uh, our training for discipleship class that will be given to us by Sister uh, Karen Lewis will be at 2.30. We'll be uh, studying uh, testimonies for the church volume one chapter 71 entitled the wrong use of visions and we just also want to encourage you on every tuesday our senior prayer line uh, given to us laid out by sister elaine stewart every tuesday morning at 10 o'clock on our prayer line so all are invited to come young or old but it's, it's entitled the prayer <laughs> the senior prayer line and then on Wednesday, we want you all to all tune in for our power hour. Every Wednesday, we have good testimony, good prayer, and a word just to encourage you every Wednesday. And we're so happy that we have visitors tuning in with us on Wednesday. So we just want to encourage you just to spread the good news of salvation and stay faithful. So unto them, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace. Until next time, amen. Amen.